Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs-Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. On today's episode of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, I'll be interviewing Dr. Tina Harris, a physical therapist with a specialty in pelvic health. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dr. Harris. Dr. Tina Harris is a doctor of physical therapy since 2013, and she specializes in pelvic health, focusing on the pregnant and postpartum community. Following the birth and unfortunate loss of her first son at 21 weeks pregnant in 2017, pursued becoming a birth and bereavement doula with the goal to improve maternal health care in her community. In 2020, she listened and followed her heart's calling to seamlessly incorporate her passions and skills and created her organization, Competent Heart Perinatal Specialist, LLC. As a self-proclaimed lifelong learner, Dr. Tina continues to expand her skills to combine her talents and passions for spiritual growth, holistic wellness, pelvic health, and childbirth to guide individuals towards healing and alignment of their body, mind, and spirit during their childbearing seasons of life. She loves encouraging awareness and education about the body and empowering her clientele to be active participants in their journey towards healing, life, and well-being. Welcome to the show, Dr. Harris. I'm so happy to have you and share the stage with you today. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me. Glad yeah, to be here. Of course. All righty. So we will dive right in here. So just give us a bit of your story. How did you get into the field of physical therapy? What made you want to pursue that particular field of study? So pursuing physical therapy wasn't a huge like awakening for me. It was just one of those things when I was probably in middle school or high school, I was like, you know what? I want to be a physical therapist. And I looked into it. I did my research found out all the things that physical therapists do, um, how much they make, <laughs> and really just kind of set to the course all throughout my schooling years. Really one of my only friends that didn't change their major in college and kind of went through the whole thing because I loved it so much. I love helping people. I love seeing the outcomes and hearing their stories as they go from, you know, when they first come in, hearing their goals and what they want to achieve to actually seeing them achieve it and coming out on the other side, so grateful and able to, again, live their best life. So it's just a really rewarding career for me. Awesome. I, I love that, that you had a goal even at a young age and you stuck to that goal and, and really put your heart and your mind into it. My story to medicine is, is really similar. I always knew at a young age that I wanted to help people in a capacity of science. I love science and really just stuck with that and, and kept my, my mind and my goal towards that. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's wonderful. So tell me in the realm of physical therapy, how do you feel that physical therapy plays a part in our overall health and wellness? This has become literally like one of my favorite things to talk about and how pelvic health impacts the whole body and overall health. Because when people 
think about pelvic health, well, first of all, a lot of people don't know about pelvic health, but when they think about it, there's this misconception that we're just kind of laser focused on the pelvic region, like your nether regions, below the belt kind of thing. But really, when you're seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist, we're looking at the whole body, how you're moving and how you're able to go throughout your daily life functions on a day-to-day basis. Really, I've been diving in and have come to the conclusion that, you know, pelvic health is one of our forgotten vital signs, right? So we think about vital signs, we think about blood pressure, heart rate, our breathing rate, our temperature, because those give us a snapshot of an idea of what's happening inside the body in terms like our cardiovascular health, our immune system, and so forth and so on. Well, the pelvic floor and the pelvic health in general really does the same, same things. So if you think about, and it happens for every system of the body. So if you think about cardiovascular health, that's known for like blood flow and heart health and things like that. And comes to pelvic health, things such as arousal, ability to achieve an orgasm or lubrication and those kinds of things, those give us insights about how the system is functioning. Same thing can be said for like the digestive system, your regularity of bowel movement, the timing, the form, if you're straining, the color, like all these things that we don't talk about really in society is really tells us a lot about our gut health, how much our our nutritional status, our hydration status, if there's any inflammation in the system and so much more. And we can like go through each system of the body and really pull out just really simple things that are our output and what's coming out of the, the pelvic floor and how the pelvic floor is presenting and can really see how the entire body is functioning and be able to like, huh, take that and like investigate and go deeper and see what else is going on in the body. Yeah, that is so important. As an osteopathic physician, one of the things that we focus on and we learn through our training is a more holistic aspect of health and how the body is interconnected. And that just speaks to that, how, you know, one thing can impact another. And that's so important, like you said, even just recognizing those things that we wouldn't necessarily just automatically think of, but it really is showing that there could be something else going on with the body that's playing a part into whatever that particular experience may be that the client is having at that moment. I love that you you tap into that with your line of work. And so at what point should a person seek out a pelvic floor therapist? Today. <laughs> right (laughs) yeah that's true because it sounds like it really can be helpful even as a preventative aspect a lot of times we wait to seek out health care at a time when things have already traveled down the road and things are already dysfunctional versus seeking things out at a preventative stage when a lot of times we can even do more at the preventative point than what we can do in terms of the dysfunction itself. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the soapboxes that I I kind of I kind of get on frequently is that we as a society we kind of have this notion that if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of thing when it comes to our health and like you said we don't seek out help until something is wrong until there's pain that we can no longer live with until there's dysfunction or disability. But another misconception that physical therapy is only for when things are hurting. Like if I've got a broken bone, if I've gone through surgery, if I've got back pain, 
But as a physical therapist, we are also here, like you said, for preventative medicine, preventative measures to help you to maintain, to help you to address the things that might not be loud enough for to warrant like a medication or something, but that's perfectly fine. Like we don't have to pop a pill for everything. Uh, physical therapy can really help to tap into maybe just there's a little misalignment here that we can address early on. And it's so much easier and so much faster to address it versus when things are full-blown in their full disease state. And for truly, for true well-being, I think we have kind of lost the art of listening to our bodies um, because our bodies are always communicating with us. They're always telling us, you know, giving us little signs and signals like, hey, like a little TLC, I'm over here. Can you help me out here? Um, but we get <laughs> yeah, really so, so distracted. We're so distracted in our lives and we're so just used to be like, oh, it's okay. Or, oh, it's because I'm old or a certain age or I had such and such experience why I'm feeling these things. But no, like you, it doesn't have to be that way. I and mean, you can get help and you can honestly feel good in your body like that that's what my big thing is like I want people to feel good in their bodies because once you have your health and once you feel good in your body you can do anything the money and fame and the fortune and all that people some folks are really focused on that but if those folks don't have their health either then what good is all the material things right so truly listening into our bodies and getting a checkup even if nothing is going on then just go ahead and know your status kind of thing I say and especially when it comes to pelvic health a lot of folks have a, a thought that it's only for women or people that are you know pregnant or having babies but everyone has a pelvis and our pelvic floors are working all the time throughout our entire lives and so they they take on a lot of load and a lot of stress and strain and wear and tear and yeah. they're going to need, they need a little bit more support than we're giving it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's so true. I mean, you're exactly right. Everyone does have a pelvis. Right. <laughs> but yeah, People just don't think of it that way. And mm -hmm. with that in mind, what are some of the most common type of disorders that you see within your practice and that you treat? All right. So because I focus on um, pregnancy and postpartum, a lot of things are related to those seasons of life, but um, in general, I do see other conditions. And so basically conditions that have to do with the pelvic floor um, and what's going on in the pelvic region and thinking about where the pelvic floor is and what it does, which is support, you know, our pelvic organs. Um, it's responsible for keeping us dry. It's responsible for sexual function as well as reproductive um, housing our reproductive organs and really giving us like our posture and our support and our ability to move about in this body. So conditions that we typically see are, you know, bladder dysfunction. So that's either, you know, inability to maintain continence, which is staying dry throughout the day. Um, so not leaking urinary frequency or urgency, bowel dysfunction, such as either constipation or like irritable bowel syndrome, um, sexual dysfunction, like painful insertion or penetration or painful sex, um, inability to have orgasms, erectile dysfunction, menstrual cycle dysfunctions such as endometriosis, also fertility, pregnancy-related discomfort, birth prep, postpartum recovery, the actual birthing process. So there are a handful of um, pelvic therapists that are in the birth space, and that can be a very, very powerful place to receive support. 
And um, if any kind of like general pains, especially back pains, hip pains, pelvic girdle pains, like any and all of those things. That is so common and so needed. I haven't had three children. <laughs> I have my fair share of, of pelvic discomfort as well as back discomfort, yes. especially in those last stages of pregnancy when you're really carrying and supporting that baby a lot into, into your hip area and your back area. Yeah. And so that is, that's so very important. If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you'd like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health, and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless. So join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. Now, within the gynecological space of it all, because I also uh, see gynecological patients who are coming in for pap smears and pelvic exams, how do you help those people who may feel uncomfortable about that side of the exam and the therapy? How do you help them feel more comfortable with seeing a therapist for those issues? And what type of things do you typically suggest to prepare them for a pelvic floor PT session? Yes. So that is one of the, probably one of the biggest barriers of folks coming in. They're like really timid and nervous about the internal assessment part here. You know, maybe other people have gone through it and it's like, yeah, they're going to do internal assessments, but they might not ask questions like, what does that actually mean? And, you know, people that do have like pelvic floor pain or, you know, pain with sex, like the thought of inserting something, anything you know, vaginally or anything like that, it can be very nerve wracking. And so what I tell people is that for your first session or even just, you know, treatment sessions following up as well, an internal assessment may be involved and that can include a vaginal and or a rectal evaluation. Now, with that being said, it is different than like a gynecological assessment. So there's no speculum, there's no stirrup and we go at your pace. And so, especially for the folks that I see, when we come in, we have, we start off initially with the conversation. So I want to hear your story and, you know, tell me all the things that's going on. Nothing is TMI. That's another thing people worry about. It's like, I don't know if I should say this, or they don't even know the words to say it because again, it's kind of a taboo topic in our society. And so we don't talk about these things. So nothing is TMI. You won't be judged. We've pretty much heard it all. And if not, if yours the first story that we've heard, again, there's no judgment. All you receive is support and teamwork and help to achieve your goals to live your life. And then also there'll be lots of education before doing it. So I typically use either like a poster that's on the wall or even a model of a pelvis and talk through how the internal assessment could go if you so choose. And then you have lots and lots of opportunities 
to tell me no. <laughs> it's not a requirement to do the internal assessment part, especially if you don't feel comfortable, especially on the first day. It's like, we just met. I get it. Like, <laughs> it's right. a very intimate space. It's very, you know, it can be very triggering and traumatizing for some folks, depending on their history. And it's perfectly fine. There's tons that we can do with clothes on externally to still make progress towards the goals. And then if within a couple of sessions, if you're feeling more comfortable and you're like, okay, I'm ready for you know internal person, perfectly fine. I always go at the comfort level of my clientele just to make sure that they feel safe. Um, that's really, really important for me, ensuring that they feel safe. And even if you said yes initially, and then we get going and doing the internal assessment and you're like, nope, 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 I changed my mind. Mid internal assessment, go ahead and feel free to say no. Like it's perfectly fine. You won't hurt my feelings. You won't hurt any, you know, public floor therapist feelings by saying no, because it's your body, you know. And so, um, you have the final say, and you are in complete control of what's going on with your body. Yeah, that is so true. As as women, especially, a lot of times we we don't feel like we are in control and mm. healthcare long ago, there was more of this paternalistic type mm -hmm. of aspect where you just do whatever your, your doctor tells you to do and right. you weren't allowed to question it or have an opinion on it, but you're exactly right. And I encourage my patients too, to do the same. One of the things I like to say is for people to take charge of their health. It's your body. You should be in charge of it. We, as the experts, we certainly have recommendations and advice and can guide you towards those things that will be healthy and safe for you and that will improve your condition. But ultimately you are in charge and you should be able to, to say no if there's something you don't feel comfortable with or something you want to go read more about before you proceed with it. And so, yeah, I, I love that you you touched on that and that you spoke to, to that empowering patient uh, to be able to speak up and, and to take charge really of their health and their experience there. Absolutely. Yeah. Number one, for sure. Yeah. Now, so what are some things in terms of pelvic floor physical therapy that can be helpful for a individual before they give birth? And then does that change? And are there some different things that are even more helpful after they give birth? Oh man, there's so much. We can talk about this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so um, again, considering where the pelvic floor is, uh, we didn't really talk much about that, but it's on the bottom of the pelvis that goes from your pubic bone and back towards your tailbone and also from side to side between your sit bones kind of location. And so again, just considering like where it is and what it does, housing all of these organs and holding up everything. Again, it's an essential part of our mobility. It's always working. And then with pregnancy, now we're adding on top of that a growing baby with placenta and flu extra fluids and and all this jazz and so basically the pelvic floor is taking on all this extra responsibilities plus all the hormones that are surging through the body that are causing shifts as the body grows and supports this human life and so it is really typical for pregnancy like you said especially in the later stages but it doesn't even have to be their trimester that are experiencing these pains, this round ligament pains, this hip pains, this pubic bone pains, which I personally have been experiencing myself. And it's not fun, but 
typically what the messaging that we get is like, oh, that's normal. And we get brushed off is like, you're pregnant. Once you have the baby, you'll be fine kind of thing. And it's just like, basically deal with it while you're pregnant. And it breaks my heart every time that I, I hear that. I've even been told that. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that's not okay. That's not good enough for me. Like, just because we're pregnant doesn't mean that you have to suffer and be in pain and barely be able to move or change positions without lesson or something, you know, for months and months on end because there is help, right? So I always say like, it's common, and but it's not ideal, okay? So we want to be ideal. We want to be living our best life. We want to, that's where we want to be. We don't want to be common and almost to the point, at this point, normal. Everyone is experiencing these things because it is so common. We want to be on the other end of the spectrum where we're able to do all the things as best as we can and have the best pregnancy experience as possible. And so yeah. during pregnancy, That's, like there. Yeah, you're so right. Pregnancy and giving birth in general can be a beautiful experience yeah. if we have the right resources. Absolutely. So I always advocate for having public floor physical therapists on your birth team. Some folks think, you know, all I need is my OB or my midwife and I'm good. And my partner may be a doula. But seriously, I uh, considering a pelvic floor physical therapist because there is so much that we can do to address the changes and the imbalances and uh, giving the education and the tools and the tips to help you to move throughout the pregnancy, help you to maintain and be safe throughout pregnancy. And also for birth prep, we do, when I see pregnant folks in the clinic, like I spend a good amount of that time helping to prepare the body and prepare, especially if they're planning for a vaginal birth preparing the pelvic floor in order to do that, practicing what it feels like to not only strengthen the pelvic floor muscles, because we always get caught up in the, I got to do my Kegels to strengthen my pelvic floor muscles, but thinking about what's happening in birth, we want to make space and room for the baby to come out. So we're closing up the pelvic floor with our strengthening Kegels. We're not doing the thing we're supposed to be training for, which is the birth. And so we work on coordinating those pelvic floor muscles to relax and release, which is very challenging for a lot of people because we spend a lot of our time just kind of closed up and trying to, oh, I got to do my Kegels. I got to strengthen, which is true. Yes, but you also got to let it go. <laughs> All of our muscles need to shorten or contract and also relax and loosen and stretch. And so just being able to coordinate that with our breathing and then just strengthening the core in general, because if planning for a cesarean or belly birth or things take a turn for that pelvic floor is not exempt from cesarean or belly birth it's not you can't you're not saving your pelvic floor by opting for a cesarean or a belly birth because with that as a major abdominal surgical procedure you're cutting through your abdominal muscles along with other tissues and structures which are all deeply integrated with the pelvic floor so um, pelvic floor is part of your core all right, so core is not just your six-pack muscles or your abdominal muscles. It also includes your pelvic floor and a couple other structures as well. And so by just training all those, strengthening, getting everything nice and aligned and prepared, and even just mentally having that knowledge and education ahead of time can be really, really empowering for, for the birthing people. And I even have couples come in and we practice positions and things like that to best support their body if they're still having like pubic bone pains. Like, what positions do you want to avoid to avoid straining the pubic bone even more? And practicing those kinds of things and sending them home to practice as well. So again, when the time comes, 
they know what to do and what's going to be feel good in their body. Yeah. And can I just say that every physical therapist I've ever met, you guys know your anatomy. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. <laughs> if you, I want to say put medical doctors versus physical therapists in like an anatomy quiz bowl situation. I, I believe the physical therapist would win. Seriously. <laughs> That's our specialty. We're experts in it. Yes. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. And I've seen my own fair share of physical therapists by being in the world of triathlon, my fair share of different injuries and in my therapist and the level of anatomy is just mind-blowing that you all know and are able to utilize to care for people and I really admire that thank you yeah yeah all right so yeah so let's shift just a little bit because this is also another one of those taboo topics that I don't think people talk a lot about in terms of sexual health. So how can one utilize pelvic floor physical therapy to help improve their sexual health? Yep. And like I mentioned at the beginning, you know, one of those vital signs, right? So, you know, things are showing up in the pelvic floor region can be associated with other things going on in the body. So we would collaborate with other providers if that is the case, but also again, pelvic floor houses our sexual and our reproductive organs. And so again, as part of our our wheelhouse is to address these conditions. And so the most common one that um, I tend to see has been folks that are coming in with like an inability to tolerate any kind of penetration vaginally. And so like any even inserting a tampon, getting pelvic exams at the gynecology office, much less sexual intercourse or anything like that, is extremely and excruciatingly painful to the point where it's impossible. And the reasons can be many, it could be you know from the history, it could be a whole host of reasons. The reasons um, are important, but what we do in our sessions is again, working at their comfort level. So for these folks, a lot of times the internal assessment is not possible for at the first session. The things we need to do ahead of time to take that body out of that fear and pain cycle and that taking the brain and the neurological system out of that fight or flight and that stress response into a place where they feel safe and feel comfortable and that it's able to relax a little bit more and we can really get some, some work done. And so I've seen numerous people that come in that are, that have been, you know, they're newlyweds and, you know, they were virgins up until, you know, the honeymoon. And then they realize, oh, whoa, this isn't happening. And it can be very, very distressing for both parties and, and mentally as well. And so I've worked with quite a few people that have come in as newlyweds, aren't able to tolerate any kind of insertion vaginally, and help them to decrease their pains, remove that fear. Once you've kind of had that pain and it's been part of your kind of how the things function, it's like when anything kind of approaches the area, it automatically closes up too, just to protect itself. The body is really great at protecting itself. Um, so we've been able to decrease pain, remove the fear, helping them to explore intimacy in other ways with their partner. They can still feel close, still feel comfortable and confident. And then moving in towards, you know, being able to tolerate pain-free penetration. It might be with another tool. And then they get into the phase of being able to have enjoyable sex and experience orgasms and even to becoming pregnant and having an empowered vaginal birth and even seeing them into the postpartum healing and recovery phase. And so it's really taking them through that whole cycle because 
especially when you get married or, you know, you want to start to having sex that may, may or may not be on the radar for further on down the line is like having a baby. Well, how can I have a baby if I can't have sex? And how can I birth a baby if I can't have sex kind of thing? So just really being able to educate and empower them and giving them tools. And again, teamwork inter- with other specialties to help the whole process. Sometimes I feel like we got to get focused and rely on just one specialty of medicine to answer all of our problems and have all the answers. But we're all human. You know, I, I'm just human. I have a limited scope and I have a limited amount of experience and interest and things like that. So being able to reach out to other providers and getting others on board is really, really vital for especially these complex things that are, are needing more than just one avenue of of treatment. Yeah, that's so true. One of the things I like to call it is a term of bringing more kids to the party. I'll tell you know, sometimes folks I'll say, yeah, we need to bring more kids to the party and let's explore yeah. this a bit further so that we can really get you the, the help and the level of care that you deserve. And with sexual health is one of those things that people just don't like to talk about, but mm-hmm. it's so important as a part of our overall health and wellness because sexual health can be a part of mood disorders. It can be a part of physical disorders and just gaining that um, gaining control of that part of your healthcare and your life can be really important, uh, just in a number of aspects in your overall health and wellness. And what I like about pelvic floor physical therapists being able to work within that arena is it gives folks a more intimate part of the healthcare experience, be able to work one-on-one with that pelvic floor therapist to improve that part of, of their life. Because a lot of times you go on a traditional medical practice, it can be busy, busy, go, go. And you may not get that intimate level of experience that you you really need when you're facing a sexual health issue of that nature. Absolutely. And that's where that creating that safe space, safe space comes in to play. And yeah, we because we see our patients for, I see my patients for an hour at a time. And that's, you know, unheard of, like you go into a doctor's office. If you spend an hour with a the doctor, then you're really lucky. Usually about just a couple of minutes, you know, in and out and you get a handout of, you know, things to do. But having that one-on-one time, that hour time to really delve in. And a, a lot of times it's even just releasing things emotionally. Like I'm not that kind of therapist. I'm not a mental health therapist, but sometimes I do feel like it because people feel safe and feel comfortable. And we spend so much time together that they start you know, sharing out their hearts and really sharing things and releasing things in clinic and on the table. And although I'm not here to give you advice on those things, but just being able to let it go and release it can be really therapeutic in addition to the physical therapy that we're also doing as well. So again, that's part of that interconnectedness too, that we talked about, you feeling to have that emotional experience because, you know, they are improving another aspect because those things are connected when you are having, when folks are experiencing sexual dysfunction, uh, it does affect their mood and their emotional well-being. And so I can, I can definitely see that playing out for you too, as a physical therapist. Absolutely. Yeah. And even just um, with sexual health dysfunction, but also other, you know, conditions as well, especially if they've been dealing with it for a long time and have gotten frustrated and have been brushed off to the side and nobody has an answer. Like living with that and living with pain, again, can have an impact on mental health as well. That chronic pain is 
a trigger for a lot of people. Like it's depressing, it can be depressing or even postpartum. Like if you didn't have the birth experience that you wanted, if it was traumatic or triggering, like those are the things that really come up and come out during our sessions as we just work together and help to process through it all. Yeah. Wonderful. So what are three things that you wish everyone knew about pelvic floor therapy? <laughs> Only three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sure you, we probably could do a two hour long episode. <laughs> um, so a lot of what I've said already, like be, um, public health being one of those forgotten vital signs and really listening and tuning into the body, to your body, because you know your body better than anyone else. Um, if we really tune in and listen to it. Also that public floor therapy is accessible to, to you, right? So public floor therapy is physical therapy. So if you've got insurance that covers physical therapy, then you can go see a public floor physical therapist. With that being said, if you live in the United States, you also have what's called direct access to physical therapy. So this means that to receive at least an evaluation, you don't have to have a doctor's referral or approval. A lot of times people think, oh, I have to ask my doctor before I come in, or I need to you know, have an appointment and make sure that they're on board. Really, no. Um, physical therapists are doctors of physical therapy, and we have you have direct access to us. There are a couple ca caveats to that, because depending on the insurance that you have, the clinic, some clinics may need some documentation especially if like it's a Medicare or Medicaid or certain other kind of insurance policies that need like a, some insurances do need a pre-approval or pre-authorization kind of thing. But the best bet is to just go ahead and call the local clinic that you're looking into um, getting services for from and ask them about what's needed from them. And also bear in mind that most public therapy clinics are not in network with um, a lot of insurances. So it may be out of network benefits that you're I'm going to be using, or it may be cash-based. But again, just checking in and seeing, you know, what the clinics around you are needing, just asking the questions, getting, you know, the services that you need as soon as possible. Third one would be, again, re-emphasizing, like, don't wait until it hurts. Go ahead and in for the preventative, you know, treatments, knowing your status, go for the evaluate, at least an evaluation or assessment. Like, literally, our cars probably get more maintenance than our bodies do at this point. Because, you know, we're not, we're not taking a look and seeing how the like motor of our body, the muscles and the joints and the bones and things like that, how they're functioning and how our pelvic floor, their very core and center of our body, how, like how that's functioning and helping us get around every day, how that's going. And so I, I'm, it's not a thing yet, but I am a huge advocate for everyone getting a yearly public floor physical therapy assessment. I think it's important just like you go in for your annual exam with your physician you get your eyes checked once a year you go to the dentist twice a year like there are things that we do on a regular basis because they are important for our health and I think pelvic floor therapy is one of those things as well awesome so Dr. Tina where can someone find you personally to help with their pelvic floor concerns yeah, so I can be found on my website, which is chperinatal.com, as well as on Instagram and Facebook with the handle chperinatal. And there's also a growing pelvic floor physical therapy directory 
that is featuring all women of color at this point around the world, really. We have some out of the United States in the Caribbean and Canada. And so that's a growing list. I think we're at a hundred right now and every day we're getting new folks to add to the directory. So I think that's a great place to, to start to find some really great people in your area if you're looking for me specifically to, you know, just have the education and knowledge about pelvic health and um, yeah, getting the, the help that you need at this point. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Tina, thank you so, so much for sharing with our audience today regarding pelvic floor health, sexual health, and pelvic floor therapy and how it can be a, such a vital part to one's overall health and wellness. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this. Like, I could literally talk about all this for hours and hours, but <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. So thank you so much. That's awesome. It shows with, within the passion of, of what you do, which is, oh. which is so important. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The Essence of Health is in you.